Hey, uh, and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We're going to share some little tidbits, some fun facts, and give you our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We are sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to check out the music videos that we are discussing today, um, feel free to check out our playlist on YouTube, Apple Music, and Facebook. And with that, let's get it cracking. Hi! <laughs> hey, Crystal. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. How's your month going? Going pretty good. I loves me some summer and... Uh... Again, it, it's all in the air. I love the queerness in the air. I'm always here for it. Yeah, I feel the energy. It's like we're leading to uh, to actual Pride Day, which is um, always exciting, right? You're always scrambling, like, what am I doing? What parties am I going to? What uh, shows am I watching? Who am I hanging out with? It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun month. Yeah. And then it comes down to it. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just go and go to the parade for a little bit. And oh, I'm tired. I go home. It is a march, not a parade. <laughs> <laughs> it's a march and a parade. It is a corporate parade. <laughs> and it's a social <laughs> march. That is that is accurate. That is accurate. Yeah, yeah. both of those things are true. Um, but, you know. There is all types of gaiety happening around the city, which that's always fun. Love that part of it. Between that and nutcrackers available on the subway, it just makes it better. What? Nutcrackers? You don't you know what a nutcracker is. The people on the on the subways they have their coolers and it's just like a combination of an alcoholic combination of who knows what. What are you talking about? I don't know any of Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You really don't know about nutcrackers? No. Oh, interesting. What is that? So yeah, people usually any at any time, lots of summer events, people will have a cooler and they will sell little bottles, plastic bottles of homemade alcoholic concoctions. So there's a there's a certain level of trust that you need to have with these random people. Oh no. But it, it's kind of fun to watch that and witness that. I actually don't know that I've actually partaken. But um, I know tons of people who have, and they didn't die, so. I mean, what's, no, 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 I trust no one. It's definitely, you know, if you really think about it, it's kind of like, hmm, what is really in this? And should I really be trusting you? Yeah. But then usually by, when you get to that point, you're just kind of like, I don't care, whatever. Wow. I am not a very trusting person. I mean, what are the sanitary, like? <laughs> That's like, fair. How are they? That's the trust. That's where the trust comes in. I don't know. I just pictured like a like a home bar, right? With like a blender and like a cat just like walking. <laughs> and, and that's probably the better scenario. <laughs> oh God, sneezing into like Oh the my gosh. And... Disgusting. I know. Sniffing, <laughs> sniffling. No. One of my favorite memories from Pride was going down to Christopher Street and a, uh, a young woman, don't think she had nutcrackers, but she was selling cold ass, gay ass water, <laughs> which I appreciated. She was just like waking up. She said, get your cold ass, gay ass water. And I was like, listen, you know, your you know, your crowd. 
So I'm here for that. I want gay ass water. And I'm pretty sure I did purchase a bottle of of gay ass water. But I'll never I'll never forget you. Oh. Well, that has to be the best water. Obviously. Poland Spring ain't got nothing on gas water. (laughs) (laughs) Another reason I'm excited about this month is we got to see some visuals. Well, last month we got to see the first visuals of Janelle Monae's Lipstick Lover video. And, oh my God. Have you seen that video? Yes. (sighs) Oh. My goodness. It's going to be great album. Yeah. And we are actually going to get that. That's releasing this month, which is amazing. Just in time for, for Pride Month. It's going to be bananas. It's going to be good. Bananas and butt cheeks. It's going to be bananas <laughs> and butt cheeks. And I am here for it. I mean, it's not Pride without banana and butt cheeks. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I always say. <laughs> In meetings. Um, <laughs> that's how I usually start start my meetings. I love it. Maybe I'll try that on Monday and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, let's we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm already thinking about it. I'm going to actually say that and somebody's going to say what? And I'm going to be like um, bandanas and uh, pipsqueaks. And they're going to be like, what? And I'm going to be like, don't worry about it. Never mind. The kids, the kids. <laughs> this is not for you. <laughs> Uh, why do you bring uh, Janelle Monet up? Because, you know, I love lipstick on my neck. It's in our heads. <laughs> She's an icon of queer status. Um, we're, we're, we're celebrating Pride Month. She had an album in 2018, Dirty Computer. It slayed. It was one of the ones. I, for one, think it was a little bit underrated. Like, it definitely got acclaim, but I, I feel like that's lemonade status visual album to me, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, no skips on that album. You know, such an amazing album Yeah, at the right time. It's what we needed to hear at that time. Absolutely, right on time. Um, at this time in 2018, we had you know, just gotten a new president and things were in shambles. People's rights were being attacked. Um, I mean, similar to how life's, people's lives are being attacked now, but we were just at, the, the country was in such a, such a state that um, this was exactly what we needed. Yeah, it was, uh, it was the joy. It was the, the protest, it was the um, the support that we all needed at that time because we were all down. It was not a, a good time. So hopeless. Yeah. And it, it still is hopeless to be to be yeah. fair, but it's a different level. At, at the at the onset of it, it was just like a whole other next level, you know, hopelessness. Yeah. I mean, we were in a really bad place. Um <laughs> Um, and we didn't know what was going to happen, right? Like that uncertainty um, right. was really um, just not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but thank goodness for Janelle Monet, who said, you know what? I am going to serve this to the girls because they need it. Yes, mama. <laughs> and that she did. 
So, so yeah, she was born Janelle Monet Robinson in December 1st of 1985, which would make her a Sagittarius, I think, possibly. I might be wrong about that. You are absolutely right. She, oh, uh, I am. Look at that. Sagittarius is from November 22nd to, to December 21st. Okay. So she was born in Kansas City. Her mom, Janet, worked as a janitor and hotel maid. And then her father, Michael, was a truck driver. Um, she was raised in the church, Baptist. Her family members were musicians and performers at the local church. She attended um, F.L. Schlegel High School. Schlegel. That's a great name. <laughs> I may be not pronouncing it right, but Schlegel. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and after high school, she actually moved to New York City to study musical theater at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. After a year and a half, Janelle dropped out of the academy and then relocated to Atlanta, where she enrolled in the Perimeter College at Georgia State University. She actually began writing her own music and performing around campus. And in 2003, she actually released a demo album titled The Audition, which she actually sold out of the trunk of her car. During this time, she actually worked at Office Depot. Shout out to Office Depot employees. But she was fired. She was allegedly fired for answering a fan's email using a company computer. Ain't that some shit? Dirty computer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. And this incident inspired her to write the song Letting Go, which in turn attracted the attention of Big Boy from Outkast. So then after that, we know that Janelle came out with her first album, Arc Android, which she followed that up with Electric Lady. And this leads us to 2018, where she revealed her third studio album, which would be titled Dirty Computer. She had a teaser that she released to YouTube, and the album actually came out in April of 2018. Uh, and that was also accompanied by a narrative film project, which she called an emotion picture. So think visual album. And the teaser video for this actually aired nationwide in select theaters prior to screenings of Black Panther, which I did not know. I did not know that either. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes sense because Dirty Computer is very... Afro-futuristic, mm -hmm. and then we have Black Panther, which is in the, in the similar vein. So that's amazing that that got to be the um, pre-air to, to Black Panther when there were so many people going to see that. You know, um, the sequel for Black Panther, everyone says I look like no more. Yeah, a little, little bit. It's the, it's, it's the facial hair and the, and, and the swoop. And I love that he is giving... Um, us credibility people that look like me yes <laughs> they're like he's so hot i'm like oh thank god <laughs> representation do you feel seen i do listen i love that for you oh and it's all about me i know it is um yeah i was gonna say you know the this you know the album itself was inspired by black women 
people in the LGBTQIA plus community, immigrants, disabled folks, anybody who's ever felt other, any type of marginalized people, this was the, the album for them. It was also coming from a place of anger, specifically because of all the injustices that were um, happening against Black women, but it was also coming from a place of love, like we spoke of before. This is what we needed. It was addressing issues, but it also kind of brought joy in the, in the sense of the music. A, uh, a dirty computer is someone who is told that because of their sexual orientation, their gender, their class, or wherever they come from, that they're not good enough and that they need to be cleaned. So this album is broken up into three different pieces. The first part is a reckoning where you're just kind of coming to terms with the fact that you are, quote unquote, a dirty computer. And then the celebration, which is, you know what, I'm going to celebrate that despite being put in this dirty little box, you're embracing it and you're celebrating it. And then the final stage, which is despite being a dirty computer that you still feel like you belong and you're just kind of going with that. When they were figuring out how to visualize this piece, they kind of wanted to see or kind of articulate how it would feel to have someone in a position to erase your identity. So again, with this, we spoke about this earlier in, in last season about um, Missy specifically using these um, next level concepts, these Afro-futuristic concepts and, and really kind of driving, driving home a narrative, M much more of a narrative with, with Janelle, but you know, a narrative nonetheless. And, you know, in order to pull this off, they had a friggin' amazing team of all kinds of folks from the uh, production designer, whose name is Fernanda Guerrero, woman, shout out, the choreographer, Jamel McWilliams, Maeve Riley, the stylist, Alexandra Mandelbaum, who styled her, styled her as well, makeup, Jessica Smalls. All of those things, specifically when we get into this album, I specifically want to shout out the production designer because the look of this piece is amazing. And then you have like, you know, the, the color palette and how things, things pop, that's fantastic. And then of course, it's every department kind of having, contributing to, to the success of it. So, you know, stylists, makeup folks, choreography, everything, and countless other people as well. We had Tessa Thompson, who was also in the video. I feel like they were friends at the time that this shot, but then after that, maybe they became more, but then now they're not anything, but I don't know. None of my business. You're absolutely right. <laughs> None of my business, but you know, a fun fact, you know, and, and Tessa basically fit this in while she was shooting Westworld and while she was shooting another film because this actually really meant a lot to her. It was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Album of the Year, and it was also nominated for Best Music Video, and it actually lost to Childish Gambino for This Is America, which was another video that was addressing the um, injustices. And actually, I believe there were like six nominees in that category, and I think all but one um, were songs about 
injustice or some making some sort of sort of statement. Mm. So 2018 was an interesting um, an interesting year. We should actually take a look at uh, highlighting some videos of uh, of 2018 to see what the different impact was and to see kind of what the what the trends were. Yeah, and what the temperature was, right? Like, yeah, it feels like so long ago. I know <laughs> it does, but it kind of doesn't all at the same time. It's weird, but you're right. It's five years ago. Right, we're still living through you know same issues. Yeah, like, it's so we true. Really haven't grown. You know, it's just a lot of thoughts and prayers, but little action. Exactly. Okay, well that wraps up this. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> So, I mean, if it's okay with you, I wrote a little synopsis of the dirty computer emotion picture. There's several music videos that are in this emotion picture, um, but we're just going to highlight the ones that were singles and had a proper music video. Mm -hmm. uh, but you should definitely check out this, uh, this visual uh, piece. It's really great. It's a great watch. Yeah. Um, and it highlights uh, all the songs on the album at one point. You know, it may not be like the complete song, but um, yeah, you you get the narrative. So, uh, "Dirty Computer" is a visual representation of the album's uh, themes and concepts. The narrative follows Jane five seven eight two one, who's played by Janelle Monae, and she's a resident in a dystopian society. It tells a a story that explores themes of identity, freedom, and rebellion. The film begins with Jane 57821 being captured by a totalitarian government. She is subjected to a memory erasure procedure with a gas called Nevermind, during which her memories and individuality are erased and suppressed. The government aims to mold all citizens into conforming to their rigid standards. Uh, you're considered dirty if you look different or if you refuse to live your life the way they dictate it. She's trapped in a facility called the House of the New Dawn. As Jane 57821 undergoes a memory purge, uh, flashback sequences pop up, serving as glimpses into Jane's life before she was captured. They depict her close relationship with Zen, played by Tessa Thompson, and their romantic connection. It also highlights Che, a male love interest seen in her past. Zen is part of the facility and has all her memories wiped, and she's also helping erase Jane's memory. Through these memories, Jane's identity as a queer woman of color is explored and celebrated. Through a series of vignettes, Jane explores her past experiences, relationships, and struggles with love, sexuality, and freedom. The vignettes touch upon themes of queer love, self-acceptance, and rebellion against social norms. Straight white men who are part of the facility um, erasing Jane's memories seem to be very inept and find not just her memories, but her dreams. The technicians realize Jane's memories are coming back even though they have been deleted. As Jane's memories are becoming lost, she also reminds Zen about their past. Zen begins to have doubts to the allegiance to this government. Because according to Jane, Zen used to make movies and play instruments. <laughs> and they were in love. When Zen finally remembers all these memories, it's too late. Jane received her last treatment of Nevermind and becomes what they call a torch, 
which is someone who helps erase people's memories. And then she starts treating Che. And then the story ends. But does it? We get the credit roll. Then we see Zen walk in with a mask. She throws two masks at Che and Jane, and they start their escape. They turn on the Nevermind gas on the people who are running the facility, and the three walk out to freedom. So ultimately, this uh, emotion picture is about freedom, acceptance, and self-expression. It highlights the importance of embracing one's true identity. It celebrates the resilience and strength of marginalized communities Mm -hmm. and encourages viewers to challenge oppressive systems and embrace their authentic selves. And scene. Yes, it did all it did all those <laughs> things. I will say, I don't know if you remember this, but you I hadn't seen this 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 visual. And when I came up to see you, when we came up to see you, you're like, oh, you haven't seen this, you gotta watch this thing. And of course, yes. because it's me, I fell asleep. <laughs> Not because I always <laughs> fell asleep. It has nothing to do with what is happening. It's just like I fell asleep. Listeners, uh <laughs> Crystal has the attention span of a goldfish. Damn. <laughs> it's like, pay attention. Wow. I did not realize you hated black women. Canceled. <laughs> We've all been there. We're like really excited about something and showing it to somebody. And they're like, yeah, fucking yeah. fall asleep, which is what I did probably like a couple times. But then eventually, like, I think the next morning we were like, no, I watched it. And it's so good. And even rewatching it, I felt mad at myself that I fell asleep that time. And I'm also mm. kind of like, why weren't more people talking about this? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there was a, a little chatter. And again, like it did get a nomination at the Grammys, but I feel like this was so intense and so real and so necessary. And talk about bangers and just songs that like slapped oh my god like i just feel like it didn't like what is wrong with with people the slapping was over the top over the top yeah no it was so good and i mean hearing the new tracks from janelle monet it's bringing me back to that time right when you're like that when this album came out so i'm super excited yeah talk about something that was needed, something that was right on time. Talk about uh, something to make me feel, which incidentally was the title of the first official single to be released from this album. Oh. (laughs) This was the first song that featured Janelle Monae solo to enter the Hot 100s. Previously, she had been a featured vocalist on fun song we are young do you remember that song oh yeah that that was a weird song for me but i got into it eventually and of course i appreciated it and then uh she previously collaborated with jadena for yoga but this was her first song that was just like just just janelle she wanted to focus on the duality she wanted to uh, highlight women's empowerment and agency over your body and your image. So it was important to her to have clothing and an image and dancing that really gave a raw, unfiltered portrayal of herself. She also mentioned uh, to Guardian that it's a celebratory song. 
um, and that she hopes that comes across. She said, quote, I'm about being in control of your narrative and your body. That was personal for me to even talk about, to let people know that you don't own or control me and you will not use my image to defame or denounce other women. Um, it failed to mention it earlier, but the director of this music video was Alan Ferguson, who actually directed more Janelle videos. And he also uh, directed for Natasha Bedingfield, Jay-Z, John Legend, Beyonce, and my other favorite, Noel sister, Solange. And also, fun fact, they used to be married, but now they're not anymore. But that's not our business. Wait, with Solange? Yes. Alan Ferguson and Solange were, were booed up, officially married. Shut up. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he, he definitely um, directed her videos as well. I think he directed Cranes in the Sky as well. Oh, I love Solange. We have to do... Solange. We will. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and she actually performed this at the 2019 Grammy Awards. And this video also received two nominations at the MTV Video Music Awards, one for Best Art Direction, which, again, the art direction across this whole thing is just like beautiful, and Best Editing. Um, this also had an appearance in RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars season five in a three-way oh. lip sync enter Juju B, Miss Cracker, and Shay Kool-Aid. Oh my God. Another classic lip sync. Remind me who won that? That would have been Shay Kool-Aid. Makes sense. Feels right. <laughs> Hands down. No question. Great. <laughs> let's get let's get into the music video so make me feel so we start the video so i'm going to interchange the characters names and you know the actual people so you guys get it i love it <laughs> so we start the video with zen and jane so tessa and janelle uh, they're walking into a club and we hear the music thumping do you remember that? Do you remember like going to clubs and like before you're like walk in, you hear the music thumping, and you just get yep. so excited and you're like, I can't wait to get in. Yes. That's the vibe we're getting. And so we see uh, people in like new wave 80s outfits and all types of people like in edgy avant-garde outfits. We see a woman in a black outfit writhing on the floor writhing. and we hear moaning. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> and then... Zen and Jane are navigating the crowd. Zen and Jane are navigating through the crowd. And on stage, we see a blonde Chanel Monet with ankle boots with two different colors, uh, an outfit with a bold print and sunglasses. She's sitting next to a disco ball and she's holding a neon green water pistol as if she's Charlie's Angels. She begins to sing with the women in black outfits dancing around her. Uh, we see hipsters with brim hats. We see men in 80s outfits, women in bobs, uh, black bobs. And you know how I feel about a bob. You do love a bob. I love a bob <laughs> and I think everyone should have one. Uh, we see people in punk outfits as well. And so uh, Zen is talking to a guy with 
colored hair next to some arcade games. And Jane walks up and starts flirting with Zen. Then Janelle starts choreography with her ladies in black. And when she says the refrain, that's just the way you make me feel. Then Jane runs into the male interest, Che, um, and Che gives her a big hug. Next scene, we see Janelle wearing see-through jeans with flowers embroidered and strategically covering the right places. Can I pause you for a second? Sure. Can we just take a pause for those jeans? Yes. Moment of silence for that. <laughs> I mean, their body is amazing. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> and so um, the next scene we see, so she's in front of a blue wall on a red platform and a red floor. Her dancers are in red with red berets and doing leg choreo on their backs. We see Janelle playing a white guitar with the chain mail mask that has diamond stones on it. It's the mask we see in the cover of the album. Mm -hmm. And she has a top that has the same uh, chain mail with diamond-like uh, material. And she she has dancers with white tank tops and jean shorty shorts, red socks, and red pumps. And I wrote, it's like the reverse Robert Palmer video. Yes. Where the sexy dancers um, were playing the instruments while he sang. Mm -hmm. Here, Janelle's playing the guitar and the sexy dancers are just dancing. Hashtag flipping the script. Yes. Um, then we see legs with bright colored pantyhose and Janelle is singing between those legs and crawling around those legs. It's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there's a scene where we see Janelle, uh, the performer flirting with Jane 57821. Uh, there's a part of the video where we see Zen or Tessa on the left side of the screen. And then we see Che, the male love interest, on the right side of the screen. And Janelle's in the middle, and she's going from one side to the other, which clearly is highlighting her bisexuality, because she she's into both of them. Clearly. Clearly. And why wouldn't she be? They're both they're both hot. They're both gorgeous. And then we see them dancing together, all three of them. And I said, dare we say thruple? <laughs> What am I saying? My favorite part is when her face is between the legs. And so her face is like in the middle. You mm -hmm. So on her right, you'll see a butt. And on her left, you'll see the front. <laughs> or the opposite. Anyways, she's between <laughs> the crotch areas. And then she sticks her middle finger upwards in an upward motion. In front of one and the back of the other. And it just feels really inappropriate, which I love. <laughs> And yeah, so that's kind of the music video. I wrote Prince and James Brown because that's definitely a lot of James Brown type dancing, a lot of Prince vibes. Um, such a feel good, feel good song. Totally, definitely very, very Princey. I think she was actually working with Prince before he passed, and this clearly is inspired by that. Yep. Definitely getting huge Kiss vibes mm -hmm. from this video. Um, and I, you know, I really appreciate, like, I got vibes, but it wasn't like a ripoff of the Prince song. It was just kind of like, right. you can tell it was inspired by that song, but, you know, I would never say, oh, this is 
a um, interpolation or it was a sampling of a, of a print song. It was just kind of like her interpretation of a song from an artist, one of her mentors that, you know, she was, you know, giving, clearly giving homage to. Yeah, definitely on the vision board. Yeah, totally. It's really interesting um, to see the change in this video which is different from the previous videos in her choice of color palette. Yes. Previous to that, she was all about black and white. And then, you know, she didn't completely give that up, but it's, she's definitely infused so much, much color into um, these videos. That's why, again, like the art direction, the production design, her outfits changing different colors. Um, it was just like a whole new side of her. Like purples, pinks, oranges, neon. Um, yeah, exciting to see this uh, this version of her. Yeah, totally. I would say this is one of the more mainstream songs from this album. I feel like it really had appeal. It had pop appeal and um, just, you know, kind of fun and had that James Brown vibe. So all you wanted, you could just get up and dance and, you know, and it was also a message. Yeah, I mean, it talks about, it, what's the lyric? Um, it's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender, an emotional sexual bender, which I love. There's such power in these lyrics. Like, you're powerful with a little bit of tender. It's like, some people think that you can't show tenderness because that means you're weak. But it's just kind of like, no, you're powerful. And you just got just the right amount of, of, of tender. Um and, you know, an emotional sexual bender. It's kind of like, if you think sometimes about a sexual bender, you might not really be thinking of the emotions that are involved in that, but Janelle is. Yeah. And even the visuals, right? Like, we got confirmation she is into women. We got confirmation she's into men. Yes. And it's like, it. it's great. It's great to have that representation. It's like, you know, you're one of us. Like, yes. And this is a Bop. Yes. Totally. You know what I mean? So like for those who are not part of the alphabet mafia, <laughs> look what we got. Exactly. Boom. Look what we got. Boom. What do you got? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, so what? Who cares? Like, whatever. You queer? Whatever. So what? Who cares? So what? Who cares? No, nobody cares. Yeah. So what? Who cares? So the next single that was released on the um studio album was Django Jane, um, which Janelle wrote with her with her frequent collaborators, Nate Wonder and uh, Nana Kwabina. May have jacked that up. Sorry about that. This video was directed by Andrew Donahoe and Chuck Lightning, and the song references Quentin Tarantino's slavery film uh, Django Unchained. Janelle's track is a protest album for Black women mm -hmm. that has Janelle rapping about her roots and past accomplishments. Interestingly enough, they had shot a whole other video for this song. It had all been on green screen, but then they realized that because they were shooting it on green screen, you actually need to go back in and you need to add visual effects, which takes time and money. So I think 
somebody looked at what they needed to do and the time for which they needed to deliver this. And they were like, "Uh Oh, so basically they kind of scrambled and reworked the concept. And, and basically it all came together the Sunday morning before the Monday evening shoot. So basically they had to rewrite, shoot, edit, color, and upload the video to YouTube. And that all happened within the span of like three to four days. That's insane. That, that's crazy. I, and I love, I, I love the video the way it is. And I can only imagine the, 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 uh, the effects and how different it, it was going to be, but, you know, totally get, they were like, wait a second. I don't think there's even enough time, enough hours in the day to do what we need to do. I love that. They're like, we'll fix it in post. And they're like, how much is that? How long is it going to take? Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so much respect to a post-production. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So I love this music video. And so in the narrative of the emotion picture, this song uh, comes after the song Screwed. And Screwed is about, you know, seeing that trouble's coming and, oh my God, we're screwed. Like it says, you know, we're screwed. The bombs are dropping, you know, it's kind of like, what are we going to do? Oh, well, mm -hmm. um, it's saying rough times are coming and we're looking at it in a carefree way. Right. Yeah. But with Django Jane, it's a different type of energy. So the, the music video starts with us entering a room and there's two shadowy figures that are guarding it from the inside. We see Janelle in a red suit and a black tie. And what I love, she has one braid to the side and there's a hoop that connects it to another braid, making it longer. I wrote, amazing. Because <laughs> um, you know I love braids. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, and so she's surrounded by women in leather jackets and sunglasses. Um, these ladies seem like they're no nonsense. Um, it also <laughs> seems like they're growing weed or some type of plants indoors. So mm -hmm. the next shot we see uh, Janelle on a white throne surrounded by these ladies. We see the ladies in another scene doing what seems like step or a military type choreo. In another scene, we see Janelle at the head of a table and the ladies are now in red and they're sipping their tea at the same time and it feels really mechanical um but i wrote it shows how organized they are i do love the lyric when it says uh let the vagina have a monologue and we see a mirror between janelle's naked legs and we see janelle's face rapping um and i wrote this is powerful imagery <laughs> It is. And so it's a complete 180 from screwed, right? Like I was saying earlier. Yeah. Um, rather than being worried that shit's going down, this feels a little more militant and empowered, right? It has Black Panther vibes. It feels like organized, um, as in we're going to defend ourselves. And so as you mentioned, um, it lists her past. It lists her accomplishments. And that makes you feel empowered right like we're not victims here like we struggled and now we're here and look how great we are and so yeah no victims here which i feel is kind of like a 180 from screwed um and the lyrics you know 
Mama was a G. She was cleaning hotels. Papa was a driver. I was working retail. Kept us back of the store. We ain't hidden no more. Moonlit. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so good. Um, I got away with murder. No scandal. <laughs> like, clever. And then she, she goes, uh, cue the violins and the violas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that part. I mean, like, that's just clever. So clever. Yeah. Great song. You feel empowered. You feel like energized. Um, yeah. We're no victims here. Yeah. Definitely that, you know, militant vibe and empowering. There was also a line, um, and we're going to start a motherfucking pussy riot or we're going to have to put them on a pussy diet. Yes. And, you know, just breaking down. The first part of that, which is, you know, clearly a shout out to Pussy Riot, who right. back in 2012, they got penalized for being so outspoken about uh, LGBT rights. And, you know, that was 10 years ago. Like, I remember when that happened, but yeah. that was 10 years ago. And we are, you know, if we look at that back then and kind of look where we are now, it's crazy to kind of think about and, um, you know, they were still feeling so passionately about this that they kind of risked it all. Like, we know that Russia is not the safest place to be, period, but let, let alone if you yeah. are a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, but that was clearly a shout out to them. And I, I love, or we're going to have to put them on a pussy diet. I mean, you can take that so many ways. Um, and I'm here for all of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And then after that, she's like, you know, look at that. I guarantee I got them quiet. Look at that. I guarantee they all inspired. And it's kind of like, just by her being outspoken, by her living their truth, people are speechless, but... At the same time, even though they don't quite know how to take it, they're still inspired, even though they don't even really realize how much it has impacted them. Yeah, I mean, I love all all the all the suits she wore. She wore a red suit. She had like a gray suit. She had a blue suit, a magenta suit, which some might call pink. Pink. That's amazing that you mentioned that because the next single that Janelle released from this album was pink um p-y-n-k this song pink was inspired by prince's mischievous smile as he played organ on the sign of the times track hot thing do you remember that track were you into print sign of the times album no i don't think i was big on that no okay loved sign oldie times classic album Hot Thing was like one of those songs. It was like, Hot Thing, <laughs> barely 21. Hot Thing, looking for oh, big fun. No. Which now as I said that out of my mouth, thinking back, it's kind of like, mm. I know. <laughs> hmm. But back then when I was, you know, in friggin' elementary school, it worked. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Um, but in any event, it was, it was inspired by, you know, Prince. It, it was a different time. It was a different time. Um, mm. It actually, I didn't realize this, but it actually, it actually interpolates some of the lyrics from Aerosmith's Smith's 1997 track, Pink. Do you remember that video? Were you familiar with that? 
Yes, I do. Oh, funny. I didn't even piece those together. I don't remember that song when it came out, but when I looked at the video, I was like, oh, okay. It's the video with um, all the different faces on the bodies. Yes, the faces morph on the to different bodies, which I think is interesting that that particular video utilized different shapes and, and sizes and different and different colors. Janelle described the song as, quote, a celebration of creation, self-love, sexuality, and dot, 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 pussy power. Oh. And that the color pink unites all of humanity because it is the color found in the deepest and darkest nooks and crannies of humans everywhere. Oh my God, I love that so much. Yes, facts, spitting facts. If you don't remember anything about this video, you remember the Pussy pants, oh a.k.a. labia pants, a.k.a. coochie pants. Like, you remember the pants that were kind of looked like, um, you know. Most beautiful flower you have ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, interesting about the, the special pink trousers they were designed by a dutch designer his name was duran lantink he was good friends with the video director who was a woman by the name of emma westenberg she called him up and said you want to do some pussy pants don't that's not i'm not saying that verbatim but yeah that was kind of the gist of that conversation well because it was in dutch <laughs> exactly uh, and this was actually five days before the shoot. So um, I read that the previous wardrobe team left. Not sure what the circumstances were for that. But in swoops in Mr. Uh, Lantink. And he sent some images. He designed something. He actually came to set the night before. They did a little try on. He made some adjustments for her and her dances. And then he, you know, they shot the next day. All good. No, nothing to see here. And one kind of funny fact that I, that I read, he said that while he was kind of putting this wardrobe together, he decided to go to the market with his sketches. And he actually, you know, with vagina photos in tow, and he was collecting materials and colors. Um, and... There was a lady at the Indian silk store at the market that wasn't too pleased that he came in with photos of vaginas. Oh. She thought it was a little bit weird. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a fair assessment. I, in college, uh, uh, I would visit my friend who was doing um, ceramics. There was a, a group of people that were doing like these different textiles and this one girl, I forgot her name, she was making her own fabric. And so the fabric she created had a little uh it was like polka dots mm -hmm. and uh my friend was like oh my god i like i love these polka dots it's like well look at them and then so he kind of like focused in and there were little vaginas <laughs> <laughs> and he was like oh my and she was like aren't they cute <laughs> and i love that i love that <laughs> yeah um and then lastly, there are some women in the video that don't have on the pants. And that is representing that 
you don't have to have a vagina to be a woman. So relevant. And I love that. I did notice that in the music video. You know, in 2018, that's amazing. Yeah. Actually just, and just really just kind of being like mindful and thoughtful and, and listen, if she were to make that video today, maybe she would take in, uh, take some other things into consideration, but for, you know, five years ago and be actually be willing to take that stand and make that statement. That's huge. I love it. I mean, someone has to, and they're doing it. And a lot of times like you have artists who are comfortable with making these, uh, statements. And then you have other ones, I'm not going to name them who were just kind of like, I'm just going to shut up and sing. And listen, I guess there's, there's, there's room for, for all of them, but I, I love when, you know, we have, um, especially women of color who, you know, are always kind of traditionally kind of taking that L if you will, kind of, kind of taking the lead and just kind of like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to speak up and, and, and say the thing and, you know, take it or leave it. I love it. And this is such a fun song too. The music video is so fun. It's so yeah. light and it's powerful at the same time. We see Jane and Zen and her friends riding in a pink Cadillac DeVille convertible that is actually a hover car. So we're in the future. You're in the future. <laughs> Some Jetsons shit, son. What you know about that? I know nothing about that. So, <laughs> so they're driving through a desert type environment that has a pink hue on it. Uh, they drive by the Pink Rest Inn, mm-hmm. um, which is a little motel in the desert. Jane is driving and she nods at a woman who's in a skimpy pink outfit who's snapping her fingers to the song. Uh, we see images of friends lounging by the pool. Mm-hmm. And they're all like establishing shots. And they're giving the vibe as in, who are these people showing up? And are they family? Because we're family. Mm-hmm. And then we see Janelle in line wearing the distinctive pink vulva trousers, among other dancers, uh, doing what I wrote, amazing choreography. Amazing. Lines. Insane. So good. Um, So it cuts to Tessa's head, which is in between Janelle's vulva pants, (laughs) and she smiles. And then Janelle rubs Tessa's head. Then there we are in the car and the girls are dancing and vibing in the car. I mean, I love when a lyric is literal and then you see the literal representation on screen. Yeah. Um, We see a lot of symbolism in this music video. We see an oyster. We see a pussycat. We see someone stroking the pussycat. We see a pink bubblegum pop. We see a night... We see a neon sign that says pussy power. We see a finger go through a pink frosted donut. We see an ice cube landing on a half grapefruit. We see a lipstick. We see a hand slapping a butt. We see two tongues touching. We see middle fingers. We see a flower on a belly button. We see a woman smiling. We see a pink milkshake bubbling up. We see a bikini strap loosening. And we see a woman spitting in reverse. Just fun. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, 
It's here. It's fresh. It's now. <laughs> it's kitschy. Yeah, that's a good one. It's definitely kitschy. And I, I love it. There's a sense of humor to it. Yeah. And you know, I love a sense of humor. You do. So we see the girls doing synchronized moves at the edge of an empty pool. Then we see the girls in their underwear and they're continuing the synchronized moves by raising their asses and Tessa and Jane are pushing them down or Janelle, <laughs> Jane, Janelle, we know what we're mm -hmm. talking about. The next scene we see right. Janelle in a bedroom and it seems like a sleepover and Janelle's wearing a tight rugby shirt, uh, high sport socks and tidy whitey briefs her crotch is hairy and we can see the bush coming out her briefs read sex cells but as in cells as in c-e-l-l-s not cells do you see do you see what they did there i do brilliant <laughs> we see uh one of the other ladies in briefs and it reads great cosmic mother and we see another one who's wearing uh some briefs that says I grab back. So it's definitely a message to uh, that the president at the time. Yeah. Then we see the girls in a diner and they're having brunch, which I always say is the real gay agenda. <laughs> and so we see more choreo in the, in the diner. Then we see the ladies in workout outfits and they're working out in a very sensual way. A lot of thrusting, a lot of opening and closing of the legs. Thrusting? Yeah. Some force behind that. Best workout ever. <laughs> um, then dusk comes and everyone's dancing and having a great time. And the song just kind of collapses, right? Like everyone's just dancing and having a good time. Uh, we end with several images uh, where we see uh, Tess and Janelle embracing in the desert. And I love that lyric, right? Like, you got the blue? Because, like, the blue is not always a good thing, right? Like, you get the blues. It's, like, it's not always great. And they got the pink. Mm -hmm. In the emotion picture, there is a verse where we see Janelle and Tessa frolicking on a mattress in the desert. And um, it's a verse where Janelle's rapping, um, which we don't hear in the usual single. Um, it also includes a lot of hand choreography. So check it out. I mean, as a as a man uh, who supports women, I loved it because I'm I'm cheering on the sidelines, right? Like, and how did it feel as a woman, you know, listening to the song and watching this music video? As a black woman with a vagina, I definitely celebrated the song. It was definitely one of those things that's just kind of like in your face, but. It's fun. It was a celebration. Completely took it as a celebration. And I can't think of another time when it was celebrated in such a way, in such a fun way with like, you know, a good beat and, you know, just a, this visual rep representation of um, not only Black women, but also in those pants that were just kind of like, I feel like it was tasteful. They could have gone a completely different direction with this video, but I think it was tasteful, but but still, I felt like she was still true to herself when we got kind of got to see um, a different side of her. Yeah, I mean, I just love a celebration of 
let's say it, the vagina, right? Um, and I know, especially in gay culture, or, you know, I hate when gay men are it's like, oh, when they, you know, when anyone talks about a woman's vagina or woman's body parts, they're like, ew, gross, gross. And it's like, no, that's not acceptable. Like, like everyone's beautiful and, you know, that may not be your cup of tea, but you know what? You should celebrate it because it's like, you know, I like to think one of the most powerful things in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, you know, and the fact that people use that term to call somebody weak is really interesting to me yeah. because, and, and granted, I definitely will joke around and use that term for sure um, to call somebody weak. But every time I do it now, I'm just kind of like, hmm, maybe I should be using a different word because that's kind of, you know, that's kind of giving it a, a negative connotation, but connotation. Connotation. If you if you put a vagina and a penis together, it's gross. I'm joking. It's unnatural. I'm joking. But in terms of power, it's like women, children, create beings, humans come through the birth canal. They come out of vaginas. If you hit a dude in their penis. They are doubled over and they can't breathe. And sometimes they throw up. It's so fragile. So it's a weak, it's, it, yes, it, it's very weak. So to say if some, you know, to say somebody's being a, um, a pussy is, is interesting language because that's very strong. Puts up with a lot. There's a, there's a lot that goes on with it. Like whenever anyone would call me a pussy, I'm like, you mean a strong female genitalia? Yes. So we got to listen, we got to, we have to change that, that narrative for sure. But um, again, like you said, just, you know, really using colors for this video, have the, the pink hue on it um, and just really being fun and, and celebrating, but also demonstrating how, how, how strong it is. And also for the times really kind of fighting back. And also, like yep. you said, like people didn't want to talk about it. I remember when Anna Navarro was on, I think it was CNN and previous president, when that whole thing came out about, um, you know, that he was caught on camera saying that even just grab him by the pussy. And when she got on, she was a, a, a pundit talking head on one of these shows and she was talking about that and how, how disgraceful it was. And the other people were like, oh, can you please stop saying that? Don't, don't say that. Why do you keep saying that? And she's like, he said it. You need to have issues with him. Yeah. Like, why can't, like, why can't I say that? And it's just kind of like, Janelle, it's kind of like, we're going to talk about the pussy and you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminds me of uh, the women's March that we went to in DC. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, the world, uh, the country stood up and we're like, no you know what i mean like yeah. that's not okay and we're we're here to um support each other yeah absolutely pussy grabs back um and i like that i like that <laughs> which leads us to our uh our fourth and final official single from this album this was directed by lacey duke it was actually first released as a promotional single in April of 2018, 
before it was released as a single single in August of 2018, Lacey talked about how she really wanted this video to be a celebration of Black girl magic. And she also wanted it to be stripped down so we would see a more vulnerable side of um, Janelle. The song peaked at number 14 on the Hot R&B Songs chart and then 19 on the Adult R&B Songs chart. Um, and it was actually certified gold in the U.S. in May of 2020. So just a, a couple years after it was released. Janelle talked about how she really wanted to embrace the things that make you unique, even if they make other people uncomfortable, which I think as a statement is just, that is so powerful. And um, it's a good gig if you can get it. Right. Like It's hard to kind of have that mentality, but the words are, are powerful. It's kind of like, if only, can we just like, man, the world would be in such a different place if everybody were able to just, um, not even everybody, just like a good chunk, half the people. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the music video is, um, and I should mention the past music videos all have been in the emotion picture these are all memories that the people are trying to erase from uh, Jane's memories. And so Make Me Feel, Django Jane, Pink, and I like that, are all, me are all memories that are trying to be deleted. But this one was strange. And even uh, the guy who works in the facility was shocked because he was like, this is not a memory. This is more like a dream. And so um, we see rows of red uh, stadium seats, empty. We see Janelle in a billowy black robe with long straight hair on both sides. And with the top half of her face um, in a headpiece, um, it's like a black base of a black triangle in a white circle. Her image distorts on beat and we see white doves fly by. So it's basically, it's surreal. It's surreal. Mm. We see several Janelles in white collar shirt dresses with white boots. She has three large braids that were dipped in white paint. They're sitting on the red chairs and the Janelles, the several Janelles are singing the background vocals. Uh, there's one Janelle in the center and she's singing the song. And we see the other Janelles pop in and out with the beat. In another shot, we see the Janelles singing background and they all have gorgeous afros in a white outfit with metal structures uh, supporting it. Uh, we see Janelle in a white bra in an oasis type environment and she's showing her gorgeous legs. There's a peacock standing next to her <laughs> and there are two women who have also have amazing legs and they have their hair braided in a form of a tower on top of their heads and the braid wraps around their mouths like a mask and come to think about it these are the silhouettes we see in Django Jane mm. when Janelle starts rhyming she's in a white bathtub filled with milk and there's just two pink flamingos just hanging out and I wrote tub choreo <laughs> and so tub choreo for me as a child I don't know why um, as a gay child, I love those ads where you would see a woman in a tub and they were luxuriating 
in like the suds and the soap and like they're just lathering their skin and they're just were like it was so seductive and sensual and i was like this is great tub choreo um oh me oh me oh my yeah that's awesome. <laughs> so uh what do you think of the music video well first of all i love this video i love this song this probably is my favorite song from the album it's good yeah and uh in terms of the video uh, want to give a shout out to the hairstylist nikki nelms also want to give a shout out to the brooklyn-based artist joanne petit frere she created the braided masks um they were actually repurposed from her redressing the crown capsule series which sought to construct further discourse around the consciousness of African-American hair. Who to thunk of, you know, braids that will cover the the mouth? Well, isn't it just that? Like, you know, the covering of people's mouths to discuss black hair? Like, it's not talked about. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. You know, a coworker of mine, she didn't put on her camera one day and she was like, uh, she's like, Dio, I'm not putting my camera on because she goes, I have a feeling you understand black women hair. She goes, I don't know why, but I think you understand. And I'm like, I do. Um, I'm like, she's like, how, why is that? I'm like, friends and family. And she's like, yes. She's like, I, she's like, it's not presentable right now. I, you know, I have a, a cap on and it's being moisturized. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, say less or say more <laughs> yeah exactly say the less. kids say say less but yeah, say less yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but you know again just a lot of the times we don't see black women specifically in their natural hair or in braids, it's kind of like, no, you have to get it permed or you have to wear a weave or you have to wear a wig, but it's just kind of like, again, the celebration, not only of, of women, but of black women, um, which is amazing. One reason, one big reason why I like this song um, is, you know, lyrically, I'm always left to center, that's where I belong. A walking contradiction, guess I'm factual in fiction. Um, which, I mean, we're all walking contradictions and we just need to embrace that. Nothing is black and white or nothing is just black and white. Um, well, some of her outfits are. Yes, that is true. And actually, I think this video, <laughs> she definitely leaned more into the black and white in her wardrobe, um, which to me, that just said, I did color. And that's fine. But now I'm going to do black and white again. And that's okay too. Like I can, I can mix and match. I can go back and forth. It's like, um, I can, you know, do what I want really. And, um, there's another lyric actually, I don't know why I didn't write it down, but yeah, it's a lyric where she says that black and white's my camouflage. Yeah. I think I also read previously that she, or maybe you told me this or something like that, that she wore black and white as kind of like an homage to her parents who were in those um a lot of the times you have to wear black and white uniforms so that was kind of just like her giving um a shout out to her parents who were in those uh blue collar jobs 
I don't think I've ever said that, but I'll take credit for it. <laughs> um, this to me is one of the best lyrics that there ever was. And it's like, I don't really give a fuck if I was just the only one who likes that. I never like to follow, like follow all around the chases on. But anyway, it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like, like what you want to like. That's what's so difficult sometimes in high school. When I think back to high school, it's mm. like, it's so funny. Like most of us want to fit in and in the quest to fit in, we are trying to kind of follow the trends or following what somebody else likes so we can kind of be with their, their crew. But, um, and then sometimes if you're lucky, you kind of like what you like and maybe you're a loner at first and then maybe you befriend somebody and then it's just y'all two, whatever. But, um, the, the power in just kind of liking what you like and not thinking about what other people thought about it is so empowering. Again, another case of, wouldn't that be nice? We know <laughs> that it doesn't really work like that all the time, but it is 100% something to aspire to. I like that. And again, right on time. There's always a movement, you know, generation to generation, just kind of like be free, be yourself. And it doesn't matter if somebody else likes that, but if you like that, then go off. Oh, also one, one thing I wanted to add in for the peacock scene that obviously was a real peacock that they used, but on the shoot day, the peacock actually apparently just kind of started flying and Janelle got, Janelle got freaked out. So she basically was like, basically ran off set and was just like, Oh, we're done. Like, I'm not, I'm not coming back. And they were done for the day, but fortunately that they got everything that they, that they needed. But, um, I thought that was, was really interesting. You know, uh, we were in Paris. Um, plug. we saw peacocks, plug, <laughs> we saw peacocks <laughs> and they flew up and onto a tree. You never associate peacocks to be on a tree. No, but yeah, it was, I was surprised. I'm like, Oh, they're flying onto a tree they're birds i guess they can do that if they want totally but yeah i don't think i don't think we've growing up i feel like we didn't see them flying ever we always just saw them displaying their wings and that was it um but so appropriate to have a peacock is the gayest bird so gay and happy pride gay birds yes But yeah, no, I mean, it's a great album. If you haven't listened to it, you should definitely listen to it. What is it? From Tip to Taint. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No skips. Amazing uh, album. And watch the visuals. Great storytelling as well. Um, And I mean, Tessa and Janelle, I mean, gorgeous ladies. I mean, what's not to love? Yeah. And and shout out for for making something that can definitely be included in the uh, LGBTQIA plus canon. Janelle, an icon, um, serving it to us. Can't wait to fully indulge in the Age of Pleasure album, which is uh, coming out soon if it's not out already. Super excited. Yeah, so I think that leads us to the part of the show that we call, So What Are You Listening To?, Uh, We have 30 seconds to a year to go over a song we're listening to this week. Um, It doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist. Uh, It doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. It doesn't have to have a music video, but it can. 
And so, uh, Crystal, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you, I, I don't think you'll see this coming, but um, what are you listening to? Oh, shit, I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I am very confident that I will be able to get you get 30 seconds or less wow. starting now. What I have chosen to listen to this week is a song by Rosalia, which is called Dimi Nombre. And the, the production designer for Dirty Computer, Fernanda Guerra, she also was a production designer for this video. And again, with the vivid colors and everything in the room placed just right, um, she worked on this video as well. And the video was done in one take. Um, it's Rosalia on a bed and singing the song and boom that is what i'm listening to la rosalia um i don't know this song and <gasps> i'm super excited to watch the music video um, it's cute i know we have to do a rosalia um episode because writing it down put it in the books put it in the books write it write it down <laughs> wow that's great I cannot wait. Pretty, pretty simple video, but again, colors in the room, just Rosalie on the bed. It's very simple, but, um, you know, shout out to all these artists and visual designers who can just kind of dress up a, uh, a set. So, um, yeah, I was like wondering, um, I'm not sure, like, but, um, <laughs> what are you listening to? Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked. Um, so... <laughs> Um, it's Pride, so I'm highlighting some great gay anthems. So I'm listening to two songs right now. What are they? It is Sherilyn Got to Be Real. Nice one. It is not Pride without Got to Be Real. It's um, not. Yeah. You know, came out in 1978, but started charting in 1979, which I hear is a wonderful year. I wonder why. It's a bop if... You know, if you're at a party, this comes on, everyone gets down. Um, it was featured in Paris is Burning. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, it was evoking the, mm -hmm. you know, drag queens at the time who, you know, realness was really important for them. So that that was uh, part of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. It was sampled in Father MC's 1990 um, I'll Do For You, which featured uh, Mary J. Blige. It was also in Carlitos Way. Yeah, it's such a great song and also probably known in, by the masses for um, the episode of Sex and the City where Carrie uh, trips on the runway and um, is embarrassed and which I love Stanford saying, oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. <laughs> oh, I remember walks that, yeah. over her. <laughs> <laughs> and that song's playing. So, you know, I love seeing SJP and <laughs> getting what she deserves. Know. Getting what she deserves. Um, so that's what I'm listening to. And of course, my favorite Cheryl Lynn song, Encore, which is such a bop. I mean, growing up, every party I was at, they would like any hip hop R&B, they would find a way to put this song in. Um, you know, it has a music video where Cheryl Lynn is set up on a blind date with a nerd. What? They go to Club Encore where there's a battle dance, as the sign says, featuring Rex. And all these 
dancers are battling and they're obviously gay. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. And Cheryl is loving all of them. She's licking her lips. She's getting turned on. And one of the winners um, basically is trying to like court her in the middle of a date. And so the nerd gets really upset um, that Cheryl's, you know, lusting over these dancers. And Mm -hmm. it turns out that her date was Rex. And um, he actually wins the dance battle and wins her heart. Look at that. Love that song. Um, it was sampled in Black Girl, uh, 90s Girl, which oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. what I, I was listening to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Classic. check that out. I mean, there's bops, yeah. classics. Definitely. I love it. Um, can I just share one thing about the encore songs? Yes, please. That encore song that came out in 1983. So I remember when that song came out, used to play it all the time, used to love that song. We didn't have access, obviously, to lyrics. Sometimes you would get albums and they would have the lyrics to the songs, but sometimes they wouldn't. Um, we didn't have the internet, so you couldn't just like look up what the lyrics are. For the longest time, I thought that she was saying, deserves a mountain boy. Obviously, that that's not the lyrics. Obviously, now the obviously now I know that the lyrics are deserves an encore. But I remember listening to it. I kept rewinding it and rewinding it. And actually, you know what? Probably it was probably a record at that point. But I just kept going back trying to listen. And in my mind, there was no other explanation. It had to have been a mountain boy. But I was like, why? Why? What? What does that mean? And then later. Um, and then I think a part of me later realized that the title of it was Encore, but I still didn't put it put, together. Yeah, you didn't think it was. Um, I didn't put it together until years later. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> How about that? And now I listen to it and it's clear. It's clearly that's what the lyrics are. And of course, those are those are the lyrics. But yeah, oh, 1983 was a was a good year. But uh, yeah, I love that you were listening to to all of those those anthems. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go out, put this on. You know what I mean? Like while you're getting ready, yeah. we'll get you in a party mood. Yeah, yeah, that's a song they they will still play that in the club today. Not yes. that I've been in a club anytime recently, but that will get people on the floor or at least doing hard two steps because they you know remember it and um, it makes them them feel a, a good way. I love it. Oh my God, this was a fun episode. This was, I mean, it's pride. It's definitely going to be a fun episode. <laughs> and I love that we got to talk about Janelle Monet Again, amazing album, amazing visual album, amazing emotion picture. Um, so glad that, you know, she got to share her creativity with us. So glad that she did it. Uh, in a very inclusive way and uh, gave us what we needed at the right time. And I can't wait to, uh, when the music videos, all the music videos come out for this album and we cover it, uh, the new one. Uh, Yeah. Yes. The Asia Pleasure. The Asia Pleasure. Can't wait. Yeah, I think uh, that does it for this edition of Remember Music Videos. Uh, we wanted to thank everyone who gave us a listen. A huge thank you to Janelle Monet for giving us something to talk about. Our theme music is by Audrey Harris Culver of Lady Socket. If you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today, you can find them on our YouTube channel, Apple Music, and Facebook. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMV Podcast. 
just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change, so keep checking. If you have any thoughts or if you have a favorite video you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at rememberMusicVideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow, subscribe, and feel free to give us a rating. Five stars. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody, baby. Until next time, happy pride. No gay animals were harmed during the recording of this gay podcast.